Mosey Nation, what's going on? This is a podcast that I did three years ago. So this is Young Mosey. This is preacquisition.com. This is in the middle of Gym Launch. I went on a show with Billy Rickman and we talked about how to do business without breaking the bank and how to leverage hard work within the context of a small business. I think you guys will dig it and enjoy. It's like restaurants is number one and then gyms are number two for the highest failure of businesses. And I think typically it's just for the same reasons. People are like, I like cooking. I'll make a restaurant. And people are like, I really like fitness and health. I'll open a gym. And the skill set that it takes to like fitness and health couldn't be further apart from actually running a profitable gym. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer and how to keep them longer and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. You tell the story, it's almost like when a, uh, an old company CEO tells a story about 20 years ago when we started this company, you know, um, especially uh, we, we were just quickly chatting off air beforehand and we were talking about revenue, right? And so to give people some perspective about the rapid growth that you've had, I put a post up yesterday that said, anyone have any questions they want me to ask Alex? And heaps of people DM me and, and uh, one, one specific person was super intrigued about how did you grow so rapidly without bankrupting the business or without going nuts, either way, yeah, uh, which tends to happen, course. right? First of all, what, what are your numbers right now? How quickly have you grown the company? So this last month, we did over 4 million, like 4.1 or something like that. US. So my, my yeah. market's Australian. So yeah, we're talking 6 million a month. That's like 25 million Australian, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our inflation is insane, right? <laughs> a can of Coke's $150 over here. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And so going back to the question, how did you do it? One of the things I'm super fascinated about in business is uh, the psychology of business about why some people make it and some people don't. So like following you online, listening to your podcast, watching your videos, reading blogs and articles about you and things like that, and even chatting to you now for about five minutes, I can see you have a certain level of charisma and confidence <laughs> and, and well, you know what I mean? Like the sometimes that those things come into it, right? What, how much comes down to the hard work of it, the strategy, the, the knowledge or the, you know, the comprehension, how much does it come down to just the person as an individual? Well, I think one goes hand in hand with the other. And so like, I think, so I, I've just been recently, I recently read through the book Grit by Angela Duckworth in like one sitting, I read half the book and I was like, all right, I get the point. So, but basically <laughs> they just looked at like super successful individuals and they were able to tease out like, cause it wasn't intelligence. We already know that IQ doesn't really do it. EQ is like a little bit better, but like, they're like, what is it to, to predict, you know, someone becoming, yeah. you know, being able to achieve massive things. And they just call it a grit, just grit. And they have an index for it and all that kind of stuff. But it's basically like, how long will you hold on and keep pushing when things suck? And yeah. so I think that grit uh, is what creates the skill level that then creates the achievement because um, the simplified version of it, and I'm, I'm trying not to paraphrase the book, but it just, it articulated it really well. And it was just that like within the equation of achievement, there's two pieces, there's talent times effort equals skill, right? Wow. And then skill times effort equals achievement. And so effort counts twice. And so that's kind of like talent is only one quarter of that whole piece when effort is counted two times. And for me, it's really encouraging because the amount that somebody who paints consistently for 30 years can paint versus somebody who's talented at painting and only paints for six months, the person who's been painting for 30 years is better by a mile, even if they have a quarter of the talent. And I think that a lot of people put too much weight on how, how talented or how smart they perceive themselves to be rather than what their actual potential is based on actually just consistently doing something. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton of people who graduated from Harvard and Ivy league schools, which 
and yeah. didn't amount to anything. Yeah. And so the original question was, how much do I think strategy and hard work contributed to the rapid growth? The strategy came from the fact that like, this isn't my first business. This is my seventh business. And so um, you learn things each time. And the gyms were one of the, you know, I, I, I count that as like, you know, one. <laughs> and so like, there's a lot of little failed ventures that happened in between that were valuable lessons. And I think that's kind of the great aspect is like, you just keep going because some people just go back to get a job. And so it's like, you just keep going and you keep collecting these scars that eventually amount to better decisions based on experience. Yeah. And so like right now people consider me a sales, whatever, you know, like that I'm good at selling. It's more so that I'm good at teaching people how to sell, but I also did 4,000 one-on-one closes. And so like, is it that I'm really talented or that like, I've just done it a lot of times and it would be unreasonable for me to not be like, if I weren't decent at it at this point, like you'd be like, what is wrong with you? Hey guys, real quick, if you're new to the podcast, I have a book on Amazon. It's called $100 Million Offers at over 8,000 five-star reviews. It has almost a perfect score. You can get it for 99 cents on Kindle. The reason I bring it up is that I put over 1,000 hours into writing that book, and it's my biggest gift to our community, so it's my very shameless way of trying to get you to like me more and ultimately make more dollars so that later on in your business career, I can potentially partner with you. So that's my give. Go check it out, Amazon, and back to the show. Even to use your industry as a metaphor with the gym, like, you know, it's the same thing, right? The guy who goes and does a thousand bench presses or the guy who goes and does 20 bench presses, the guy's going to be stronger who's done a thousand. Right. It doesn't matter what your genetics are. Like, you know, for the most, you know, who knows? Yeah. There's yeah. some animals that exist somewhere that are just, you know, pro yeah. rugby players or whatever. But like, for the most part, you're going to be yeah. able to- yeah, right. So Alec, when, I, when I did an interview with Alex Sharp and he said that you and I were, were similar in a way because we were both passionate about failure in our industry. And so my industry, one of the reasons why, so my background is I was in the military for eight years. I kind of fell into the, the hair, beauty, cosmetics sort of industry, um, started a franchise business, grew up for eight years, sold it off and, um, and started exactly the same thing as you had. Someone reached out to me and said, hey, I'm struggling. Can you help me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, let's just, yeah, see what we can do. And got really good results. And then they told somebody else and, and it kind of snowballed. And eventually I went, you know what, I'm just going to sell my franchise and do this full time. Cause I really loved helping people and seeing results. Yeah. And, and, and much like yourself, I'd already systemized a lot of it anyway. And, and, you know, I can just flow it in. And one of the things when I first started coaching that became really apparent to me is the, the amount of failures in the industry, how many people were in love with the industry and they go, I'm going to start a business in the industry. They start it. And they never trans- transition from technician to business owner. And oh. you speak to them a year later, they're pulling their hair out. They've got no relationships at home, uh, they no money. And they're totally out of love with the industry. They feel like they're chained and shackled to their business. And I was like, something has to change here. This is, this is not a good direction for the industry. And so Alex tells me that that's, uh, Alex Sharpen tells me that's a similar kind of way the gym industry is. For yeah, it's like exactly like that. I, I would say that, I mean, it's like restaurants is number one and then gyms are number two for the highest failure of businesses. And I think typically it's just for the same reasons people are like, I like cooking, I'll make a restaurant. And people are like, I really like yeah. fitness and health. I'll open a gym. And the skill set that it takes to like fitness and health is couldn't be further, further apart from actually running a profitable gym. And yeah. so, you know, and to be really, you know, it's funny you said that like when I had my gyms, I honestly thought everyone was doing what I was doing. So I just didn't, I didn't think that the things that we put in place were really revolutionary by any, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I was like, yeah, so we, you know, I sign a lease and run some ads and fill the gym, you know, yeah. Yeah. everyone <laughs> must be doing this. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and then, you know, halfway through I convert 
three out of four into a long, in a two year long membership. I was like, and then yeah. we're good for the year. Like it, it's, you know, I mean, it seemed, it seems simple, but a lot of things is like, you don't know what you don't, it's like unknown unknowns. You don't know what you know, or you don't know what you don't yeah, know. Yeah. So yeah, that resonates. But yeah, we yes. went out. With the gym industry though, it's funny you say you don't know what you don't know. And, and it's funny when you look into somebody else's industry and you think that they've got it so much easier. And uh, so I, some of the things I would see, I see some of my gym owner friends and they're doing particularly well. But it's true, like you, you focus on the people who are doing well, right? You, you don't look at all those ones that aren't on the road anymore when you drive down. You're like, you don't notice that they've gone. You notice the ones that are consistent they, they're all the time. You're like, well, they must be doing something well. And, and, what I, and I, I look at gym owners, I think to myself, they've got an advantage over my industry because you've got usually, typically when you look in, you say, well, they must be self-disciplined. They must be self-motivated. They've got high energy, all of these things. And so is that true or is it not true? So that like, I would have an advantage in our business because gym owners are more disciplined and more motivated, et cetera, versus yeah, coaching. I guess so. Yeah. Gym owners are hardworking as shit. So yeah, that's what that, I, was imagining. I mean, cause also in the fitness industry, it's super common to work from 4am until 9pm. Like it's normal. Yeah. And you work six days a week because your first, your first client, your first session starts at five and yeah. your last client ends at nine. And so you're basically always working and that sometimes you get the middle of the day off, but you're so exhausted that it's really difficult to like do lots of productive stuff. And so sometimes you try and work out and you get a half-assed workout and you're the person who's supposed to be the fit person. And you know what I mean? And so then it just starts snowballing and the only day you get off is like Sunday. And then you're really just meal prepping that day for the rest of the week that you can eat out of Tupperware's all day at the gym. And yeah. so from an advantage standpoint, from a work ethic side, yes. I mean, I don't know how hard salon owners work, but I know the gym owners work their ass off. Yeah, it's not like the people in the industry don't work hard. I think they, they, they work really hard. But I think people in, a lot of people in my industry who will be watching this and listening to this, they're mums and they have to do the kids' school runs and, and they're, trying to, they're trying to figure out how to balance yeah. work and, and, and their career and their ambition with the personal life at home as well. And I think that's one of the things I hear from my clients all the time anyway is one of the hardest things for them to try and – they have such big goals and dreams, but it's like they have this parent guilt and then they feel like they're not being a good wife and mom and things like that. I'm not saying that uh, fathers don't struggle with it the way moms do, but I would say that if I'm being candid, they probably don't struggle with it as much because there's a certain expectation for culturally, you know, that guys are going to be putting bread on the table and doing everything they can to work while, you know, wife, mom, et cetera, stays at home. I'm not saying not all of our, all of our gym owners are married, not all of our gym owners have kids, but by and large, but clientele wise, we're 80% male. So 80% of my clients are yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed some throwback mosey way back when pre-acquisition.com. Got to hear me probably be a little bit more tactical than I normally would be uh, about business stuff. This is actually before $100 million offers, so you can see how my perspectives have changed over time. Maybe they will change yours as well. The next half of this podcast, part two, is coming up where we'll talk about how to use a back-end customer experience to ascend customers into high-ticket offers in a way that is beautiful that you will dig. 